I want to welcome everyone here this morning again, and also to those that are working from home. It's great to be in the presence of God. My name is Hannah, and I'm a member of Jubilee Church. I've been a member since 2014. It seems like ages ago. But I tell you, God is good. And I'm standing here this morning to testify of the goodness of God. I've seen God over and over and over again, and he is God. In the past weeks, we have been looking at the character of God. And for me, in this series, I would say, in a new way, it has opened my eyes to see those attributes that make God God, that make our Father God, worthy of all praise and worship, starting from his incomparable, the one we first had, holy, faithful, to him being the judge, just to name a few of all the attributes that we have looked at in the past week, and to last week, that he's king of kings. Isn't it wonderful? This fresh understanding and appreciation of who God is, I believe, is to help us step up in our level of worship from basing our relationship to the feelings that we might have that changes day by day so that we can truly worship him no matter what is happening around us or not happening at all. So today in this series we are looking at he is good. This is a popular quote among us Christians. You hear God is good and we say all the time, all the time God is good, isn't it? What does, what does that really mean? So let us start first by looking at the word good. Good is a commonly used everyday word. It can be a noun, an adverb, or an adjective. And for me, in preparing this speech this morning, I did a quick search. I'm a researcher, as some of you would know, out of curiosity to find out how common the word good is. And guess what? The word good as an adjective ranked as number one according to Wikipedia. But, you know, for me that I'm a lecturer, I'll tell my students don't go to Wikipedia because it's a dodgy site. So, but I just want us to think of it as a commonly used word. For instance, if you are said to somebody while coming in this morning, good morning, you made use of the word good. Although in our microwave era, you might have just said morning, instead of good morning, you know, but the word good is so common. Anyway, this is not an English or grammar class. I'm least qualified to do that, as you would all know. But I want us just to focus on the word good in the light of the scriptures, in the context of it as an attribute or character of God. In looking at the word good, in the context of that, I want us to look at it as excellence and perfection displayed in God's generosity towards us. Let us pray. Father, this morning we thank you. Once again, we are encouraged right from the worship, how you've reminded us over and over again what you've done for us and what you are doing for us. Lord, we are sat before your table this morning. We ask that you will speak to us. Whatever season that we are in, 
Whatever we are passing through, Lord, let your word come with power. Holy Spirit, speak through me, and may we all be encouraged that you are good. In Jesus' name. God is good personified. Jesus in Mark chapter 10 verse 18 said, Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, No one is good except God alone. In several verses of the Psalms, David and other writers of the book of Psalms celebrated the goodness of God. And I'll be reading a few of them. Psalm 105 100 verse 5 said, For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. As you digest that, listen to this again. Similarly, in Psalm 107 verse 1, it said, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. In Psalm 145, verse 9, it says, The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. Thinking about these verses, God's goodness is linked to his unending love. That's compassion for everyone. And that is a demonstration of his faithfulness. That means his commitment to do what he has promised. Therefore, this morning, how do we know that God is good? I want us to consider it in the light of God's actions and intentions. So we'll be focusing on God's actions and God's intentions. Number one, actions. We see God's goodness in his actions. A quick reminder of his good actions dates back to the very beginning. In Genesis, after each day's creation, it was recorded, and God saw it was good. And if you want to look at the amplified version of Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, and I'm going to read, it says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Verse 4, God saw that the light was good, pleasing, useful. That's amplified version. It was repeated again after each day's creation and finally on the sixth day in Genesis chapter 1 verse 31, which I'm going to read now. And God saw that all that he had made, all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Amplified version explained what that good to be, pleasing and useful. So I'll start with useful. Despite the role of human activities over the years, over the centuries, and in the last two weeks, we've been reminded about this. The impact has been brought closer to us with the COP26 conference in Glasgow, where we've been hearing about climate change, global warming, and all the catastrophe that is going to befall the world if we don't do something. Despite all of this, we have seen and we have tested because so now we're still being fed, watered, and sustained by the work of God's hand. God indeed is good. And let us consider pleasing. Pleasing. 
When we think about nature, nature is a glorious display of the good God. Think about the majestic views of hills, mountains, waterfalls. For me, the autumn season is just spectacular. The golden colored leaves is an irresistible sight. I just look at it and I just marvel. I say, God, you are wonderful. The color is so beautiful. Or thinking back as a little child in Africa, gazing at the skies in the night, the sky is a spectacle of shining diamonds just twinkling and twinkling. Thousands, you can't even count them. This is just another glorious remember of not only a powerful God, but a God that delights in beauty and a God that is beautiful. So thinking about God's actions, I want us to think about the acts of God in our lives that demonstrate his goodness to us. Things I want to stress that money can never buy. Things that we take for granted. Things that sometimes we might forget. The first one I want to talk about is the free gift of salvation. If you are here this morning and you are a Christian, you can testify to that. The free gift of salvation that demonstrates God's great love for us, his mercy for us, the sacrifice that Jesus did to secure our freedom in this life and for eternity. This is the greatest example of God's goodness. Think about joy that you have. Think about the peace that you have in the midst of chaos and confusion. Think about the numerous blessings, the favor of God, when you didn't deserve something and you got it. Think about the birth, the gift of a little baby. Think about that. Again, let us think about the divine protection that God has given us. Last Sunday, we were reminded about the issue of safety about countries where being a Christian could cost you your life. I'm a living proof of that as well. That where being a Christian is a dangerous thing. Think about how God has placed you here this morning without fear of anything. We have testimonies also of miraculous things happening. Healings. When doctor has said this is impossible and something happened. I think back to a testimony my sister's adopted daughter this year, after almost seven years of being told that they could never have a baby. Last year, they actually saw a doctor and they told them, sorry, this is impossible. And this year, God did a miracle. She had a baby boy. The doctors were shocked. Think about those miraculous things that God has done. Think about healings that has happened. I'm also a living proof of that. Where do we start from? God indeed is good. When things are going well, it is very easy for us to say God is good all the time. God is good. It's easy for us to appreciate how loving, how, how generous he is to us. A loving family money in the bank, everything working well. You have enough to eat, enough to spare. No worries, you are very happy. I remember the song, don't worry, be happy. Is that the song? Whatever. Even with a good God who is sovereign over everything and has the control over all things, bad things still happen. 
and good people suffer. As Christians, we understand since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, we live in a fallen world controlled by the enemy Satan. Hence, bad things happen. Sickness, death, every evil that you can think about, it happens. But we also know from scripture, Satan is out to turn us away from God. Hence, he will do anything to make us stop believing in this God. And Jesus describes the mission of Satan in John chapter 10, verse 10, where he had described himself as the good shepherd. In John chapter 10, verse 10, he said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. In a place of pain and suffering, disappointments, heartaches, it is easy to wonder why and question, God, are you really there? I have prayed and yet this. Another question that might come up is, why would a good God allow this to happen to me? Or why my family, why is it my family always? I think back to last year, 2019, I would say, when my mom passed away. Before she did, she had been poorly for a long while, almost seven years. And several times she would turn to me and say, what's happening? I don't understand what's happening. My mom was a Christian. And the same thing, I didn't have the answer. And the last month before she died, it was, I just kept saying, God have mercy, just take this woman. Because the pain was too much. The pain was too much. And just that Sunday morning, I remember when the call came in and I spoke to her. And I could hear her just groaning. And I just started praying. I said, Lord, just have mercy on this woman. Just take her. And God ministered to me. He said he was going to give her permanent healing. I came to church that morning and I sat at the back. And I remember Anne turning to me. She said, Hannah, what is that? And I just broke down and I started crying. I said, my mom, my mom, my mom. It was difficult. But God did something. He took her. And he said it was permanent healing. Death was permanent healing. No more pain. No more pain. That was the most important thing for me at that time, that she was no longer in pain. She was in a better place. And since then, my mind flashed back to all the other deaths that I'd experienced as a person in my life, as a family. And I said, God, it's difficult to accept it, but this is permanent healing. No more pain, no more worries, no more wondering whether I'm going to you know, just free. The story of Job in the Bible is an example of the case of could it get any worse than this? And I'm sure there are some in this room or watching this morning that will be asking the same question. Could it get any worse than this? It was difficult for Job. Suddenly, from very rich to nothing. And if that wasn't enough for Job... He was covered in blisters, sores, just name it. It was horrible. That even Job's wife could open her mouth rather than encourage her husband. She wanted him to curse God and die. 
Ridiculous as it may sound, but yes, that was what Job's wife did. And in Job chapter 2, verse 10, he replied, in the midst of his pain, he said, You are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? I want to share this testimony now because it's challenged my heart and it's still challenging my heart. It's about a friend. This dear friend of mine who reminds me of Job, I thought I was Job, but her own story, she's Job Job. She had cancer and her husband was the one that took care of her. They had to travel to India. She got better, she got home very happy, and not too long after that, she was kidnapped. They had to pay ransom. And she was with the kidnappers for, I can't remember the precise time, but it wasn't anything less than a week. And there she was ministering the gospel to these kidnappers. They started calling her mommy. And when the ransom was paid, when she was to leave, one of them looked at her and said, out of the ransom money, he gave her a huge amount of money to pay her for her transport, to show you how funny this was. And she came back and she gave a testimony. She had a Thanksgiving service in church. And someone commented to her, why is this always happening to you? And this was what another friend that was there said to me. She said to them, when God was blessing me, I never complained it was too much. I'll pause first just to give you a little context to this woman's life. Her husband was, I'll come to that, was a high-ranking Air Force officer in Nigeria. They had everything going well. So I'll come back to the, what she said. I never complained it was too much. Why should I raise my voice now to complain? God has done me well. And I said her husband was because last year, on the day of her birthday, the husband died from COVID. This was the husband that nursed her when she had cancer. And on Friday night, I called her and we're speaking, and she was telling me about comforting another friend whose husband had cancer, who was in Israel, and just that morning passed away. And she said she was reminding her the friend about myself and her. Well, and she just said, this God is too good. She could still say that, despite being a widow now left with children and all. But what am I trying to say? It might look difficult now, but I want to encourage you and remind us again, despite everything, God remains good. Because we may not have the, all the answers on this side of eternity, but from scriptures, we understand when things happen, it is our faith in God that is on trial. And we need to remember this at all times. This doesn't mean that we should live a defeated life. This doesn't mean that we should live with our heads bowed down, expecting and accepting the worst but that we are determined to hang on and stay on the race and finish well, knowing, I want to go to the intentions of God now, we've talked about the actions, that all this that is happening 
is for good. Because God's intention to us is good. No matter what might be the situation we find ourselves at any point in time. When things are not going well, it's difficult to remember that and to appreciate the good intentions of God. But the truth of his word upon which our faith should be anchored is a reminder. And they include the following. The first one, God is good. There is no evil in his dealings with us. There is no evil in whatever God does. It might be difficult to appreciate it. It might be difficult to appreciate it. But can you tell yourself, God remains good. In James chapter 1, and I'm going to read verse 6, it says, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So God is good. His intentions are good. There is no evil in his dealings with us. The second thing that we need to remember about God's intentions are he knows why and he's in control. God is not one minute or one second confused over my matter. Neither is he confused over your matter. In the story of Job that we considered, we see God's response to Job and his friends in Job chapter 38, and I will encourage every one of us to read that chapter, Job chapter 38. God's explanation to Job in that chapter was a nature's lesson, geography. That was what God did. It was a geography lesson. And what did God say? I just couldn't, it was just, will I say hilarious? Job and his friends had said a lot of things, and can you beat what God said? He said, talked about the foundation of the earth, he talked about snow, he talked about rain, he talked about bears, he talked about lions. How does that relate to the suffering I'm having? But the summary of that chapter is, I am powerful, I am in control. I am powerful, I am in control. Can any one of us seated here this morning create a lion? Can we create a bear? Can we create a mountain or even an ant? I am powerful and I am in control. In Isaiah chapter 58 from verses 8 to 9, still talking about God knowing why, and God being in control, he said in Isaiah 58, verses 8 to 9, I'm going to read again. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. Verse 9, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. He knows why and he is in control. He's not a minute confused over my matter. The third intention is we are a work in pro progress or we, we are a work in process. God is still processing and working in us. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, 
it says, and we know that all things work together for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And so, what does that mean? I'm coming together, pieces by pieces, season by season, good, bad, excellent, every experience counts in this race. All of it coming together as God continues to do his work in my life for my good. If you look at verse 31, still in Romans chapter 8, he says, what shall separate us from the love of God? I want us to think very briefly about David in the Bible. In declaring God's goodness, it was sometimes from a place of pain. The scripture that Jason shared this morning, Psalm 34 verse 8, where he says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. This he wrote in a time and a place of great difficulty. I would want us to research in that. David was in a difficult place, but despite this pain, despite this difficulty, he was able to celebrate his experience of God's goodness in that place because God provided refuge for him. God rescued him in this place of trouble. And that chapter of Psalms 34 actually concluded with praise. So to conclude this morning, in response, therefore, no matter what position of hope or hopelessness we might be in today or tomorrow, God remains good, and therefore, what should be our attitude? The first one, trust in his plan. What should be our attitude? Trust in God's plan. He has a plan. Like Job, in Job 13 verse 15, Job could say, in a place of pain and difficulty, in Job 13 15 he said, though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. I will surely defend my ways to his face. Though he slay me, he repeated again, yet will I trust him. Even so, I'll defend my own ways before him. Our attitude should be that of trust. Trust in the fact that he created me. He knows what is best for me. He has a purpose. There is a reason behind what is happening or what I perceive is not happening. As humans, it's natural for us to feel that way that nothing is happening because we are limited to our past and our now. But the God we serve, our Father, sees the end, the bigger picture, and eventually it will work out for our good. The second response I would want to encourage us this, this morning about is obey. The first was on trust, the second is obey. We need to go God's way. We need to do it his own way. His own way, not ours, even when it doesn't make sense. We need to seek to please God in every step we'll take. Obey. 
doing or going God's way, even when it doesn't make sense, holding on to what he has said concerning me and doing it the way he wants me to do it, even when it doesn't make sense. And the third one is show. Show, and what does that mean? We're a part of regions beyond, committed to mission. And I want to remind us again this morning, others can only know the good God if we are good. Others can only know the good God if we are good. We are the only Bible some people might ever read or come across. Am I a good person? Can that be said of me? Am I a good person? In my place of work, am I a good person? Can that be said of me? Trust, obey, and show. Please, can the band come up, please? Our God is good. Whatever season you are in, he has your best interest at heart. Talking about the autumn season again and looking at the trees with the leaves, if you are observant, you will notice that not all the leaves follow for every tree. If you look at the trees now, some have all their leaves fallen off. Some are still thinking about falling off. Still within the same season. And some, the leaves might never fall off. Just think about it. And again, the wind that blows during the autumn season, it blows so hard. And I was wondering, why, do we, why is it so windy during autumn? Because those leaves have to blow off. God has a reason behind everything. Psalm 100 and verse 5 says, For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. I want us to remember this morning, God is not a minute confused, but working it out. Can you trust your father to do what he says? And if you are not yet a Christian this morning, today is another opportunity to surrender to God, to come and taste and see that the Lord is good. God is good. Let us pray. Father, we thank you because you are good. We thank you. You are good, you are kind, and you are merciful. Thank you because the thought that you think towards us are that of good and not of evil. And for everyone sat here this morning watching from home, and for those that will watch later, you love us all the same. I pray, O oh Lord, for whatever season that we're in now, that this morning again our hearts will be strengthened to know that you are good, to know that you are faithful, and to know that you are God and you are in control. And I also want to pray, O oh Lord, for as many that do not know you, O oh Lord, as their Lord and personal Savior. May today be a starting point 
of coming into relationship with you. We worship you, O oh Lord, because when we look at the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have created, who are we that you are mindful of us? Who are we that you care so much for us? We worship you this morning, Lord. And as we go into the week, into the days to come, we choose to trust you, Lord, that you are good. Blessed be your name forevermore, in Jesus' name.